when you put your foundation or you put your faith into the church instead of putting it into God, then ultimately you can find yourself being dissatisfied. You can find yourself kind of getting hurt or clinging on those moments that end up failing you, right? Because we know that, like, that just happens. And so then it's like, it's easy for you to say, I'm just going to leave. This is Big C, Little C, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Big C, Little C podcast, where your church and my church intersect. Is that good? I don't know. First time trying that one out. We'll see. But the Big C, Little C podcast back this episode, long time in the making as well. Uh, just about a year ago when Kyle Philibom first reached out to me with this concept. It's a good one, and I hope uh, you find it useful, meaningful, and that you maybe share with a friend as well. Update from episode 33 uh, from Craig Palmer. The uh, the website for their missions work is available. It is up and running. And also, opportunities to give that website is palmersmission.com. Once again, palmersmission.com mission.com. I will probably also put this in our Instagram for easy access. You can be a part of the work uh, that has been birthed in the Palmer's heart and will eventually be taking place on the ground in the Philippines. Let's get into this episode. I believe it's episode 37 with Kyle Philibon. Thanks for listening. If all goes well, this releases on the one-year mark of hashtag current church finale, wow. which is it blows my mind. Like that does feel like a couple months ago, really. Yeah, it and does. Shortly, you were there with uh-huh. your video crew and, and making things happen, and, yeah. and uh, want to see the footage someday. But I, shortly thereafter, you texted me and you were editing, mm-hmm. and the Lord laid something on your heart. Yeah. And at the time, you know that was maybe three weeks after the fact, and mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of were many of us without a church home. And at the time, it felt like a very, what would have been a timely message. I know Kendra was dealing with some things, and, yeah. and time got away from us. And so I'm going to trust God's timing on this, that one year later, this message is, is still good. For me, you know, I found some places to serve, but yeah. I have not put down roots anywhere. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one. Uh-huh. And so I think the message can still be timely. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll take you back to, to a year ago. But what was kind of in your, your heart and mind when you heard that things were going to be coming to an end? Uh. Well, it was a sad, I mean, definitely a sad thing. I mean, uh, I will just kind of bring it back um, to kind of when I came, right? Um, so I was just coming out of college. I had graduated in 2009 um, from Kentucky Christian University. And uh, I, you know, so I grew up in a church in Samaria, Indiana, basically. Um, I enjoyed going to the church, but like when you go to a, you know, you go to college, you're gone for, I was gone for five years, um, you come back. And I don't know, you just, you're looking for to like some kind of growth or you're looking for that same kind of progression that you get in college. Like you, you feel like you're progressing, you feel like you're moving along. And like when I came home, I moved back in with my mom 
And then I was going to the same church that I was going to prior to going to college. So it just felt very stagnant. It felt very um, uneasy. And so basically my friend Jared Paris, of course, like we all know Jared from current and stuff. Uh, I, I've known Jared my whole life. I've, we went to high school together. We went to, you know, he's my best man at my wedding. And yeah. He said, hey, I want you to come check out this church. He knew kind of my uh, frustrations, yeah. I think, with where I was at in life. And uh, so I came, and uh, it was about 2009, 2010. Around that time is whenever I started coming to Current. And uh, just, I mean, as soon as I got in, it was a little unnerving. Um, through college, I was uh, in a Bible college, so they kind of uh, push you to... Um, I don't know, explore all denominations. Okay. Uh, it was like an ethics class in Christianity. And uh, so I ended up deciding to go to a Pentecostal church. And I had the full full immersion, full experience of, um, I don't know, just the, the spirit mm-hmm. and full um, immersion in being excited uh, and yelling and screaming and things like that. There's just things that happen <laughs> at a Pentecostal church, right? And, and it, I mean, it was a little overwhelming. It was like frightening to say the least. So fast forward coming to the current church and AG church, seeing, you know, the, the same kind of things at the church. It, it first, it, it kind of alarmed me. Um, but what really struck with me at current was the genuineness that I saw. Um, I didn't feel like anybody was putting anything on for anybody. I thought that even from Gene and the worship band, from the people that were going, I felt like they were in it 100%. And like I just felt like there was nothing um, for show there. Um, and I, that, I think that was what really brought me into... Um, cause I, I don't know. I just, I experienced a lot up until that point, um, of traditional churches and not to say that I experienced a lot of fake, like anybody being fake mm-hmm. or anything, but it's just, it seemed like it was a, it was another level yeah. of genuineness. So, um, going from that, um, I, I just experienced so much, you know, with the people that were there, I created, um, relationships outside of like Jared, you know, my core relationship that brought me there. Um, I met my wife there. So uh, Kendra and I met at Current. Um, And so to fast forward to the time of, hey, this is all coming to an end. Yeah, it was a little, I was like, wow. Even though prior to that, we had actually left and went to a different church. We actually uh, uh, went back to Columbus. It still was like, man, so much has happened for not only myself and my wife, and then also the people that I love and care about. You know, not only did was I going to church there, but I was also involved in the gear heavily. Hmm. Um, I was running sound all the time there, I blood, sweat, and tears kind of thing, like in in that venue as well as the church. So I saw the progression from the downtown Franklin uh, location to the like the, the new location on Commerce hmm. Drive, and so um, I just had been through kind of like the. I don't know the the aging of the yeah. of the church, you know, yeah. and so to see that kind of come to an end, um, I think I was sad, and I don't necessarily know that because I came spontaneously that night that I actually, I mean, it was like a cold, you know, it just I didn't know it was coming. Yeah, it took me off guard. I think so. Yeah, I think that's that was kind of probably the emotions that were going through me. Yeah, when you invest, like you, like when we got to current, you were already on stage on mm-hmm. acoustic, you were running yeah. sound, you were like once you plug in like that. And even if you get moved out, mm-hmm. yeah. there's that investment. 
There's okay. that ownership. Mm-hmm. So you were a big part of that, the final gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you were technically working, <laughs> were you able to kind of take it all? I mean, that to me, that was one of those kind of euphoric nights where everything came together. Everybody mm-hmm. showed up. Yeah. God moved. Mm-hmm. There was a peace at the end of it. Oh. When, you know, mm-hmm. the days leading up to it, you're planning, you're working, you're sad, mm-hmm. you're, you're grieving. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like kind of the ultimate send off. Mm-hmm. Were you able to experience some of that that night? I was. I was. Um, you know, a mix of emotions, of course, like, right, like you, you're happy, you're sad, you know, excited kind of what's going to come for the people, the current members outside uh, of Virginia. Yeah, just kind of all the above. Um I just remember excited to play with some of the people that I hadn't played with in a long time as far as acoustic and just playing on on the set and playing with the band. Excited to see some of the people, again, that necessarily weren't going to play, but they were just going to be there that night that I hadn't seen in a long time. And excited for my kids and my family oh, yeah. to kind of get that part of it. I mean, Kendra saw it, but my kids, I get, and it was very, I was very emotional about the idea that they got to see maybe a little bit of that, what I experienced. Because I mean, I just... I feel like what happened at Current for myself, I came out of college, and I think I had expectations in college that I was going to grow spiritually, or you go to a Christian college, you just kind of have these expectations, but um, I feel like I grew more at Current than I think as a Christian, as a believer, um, than I think I had grown anywhere else um, prior to being at Current. And so I feel like the ton of my growth was there. I was challenged, of course, in a lot of ways. And so for that night, I feel like that growth, which I think everybody shares in the fact that that were there that night, that like they they had a tremendous growth while they were at at current. And Gene was obviously a big part of that. You know, a lot of the elders, whether it was Jonathan or whether it was a lot of the people were there, shared in that. And so, I don't know, it was almost like a celebration. Yes, it was sad that it was ending, but it was also a celebration of those things like um the the fact that like gene's mission was to put the church together that he did and i feel like and i don't know how i mean i've seen his podcasts um but for me i feel like the mission was accomplished um because i feel like i know what it did me Mm. um and i know i know what it's done in other people we've talked you know and so i think that's what i felt that night um again it was a it was a good feeling it was a really, really good feeling. Yes, it was sad. We cried. But, man, I feel like it was more celebratory than it was like, oh, man, this is ending. There was some debate on how many people we were actually going to invite. Yeah. And in the end, we decided, let's not invite that many people. But mm-hmm. then word got out. <laughs> and, you know, people couldn't find a place to park. Yeah. And it was one of those organic remember, things yeah. where I'm sitting there watching the door starting at it like, Five fifteen, and mm-hmm. it's just this. St- oh, they're there. I mean, the the Bowwinkles came back from Seattle, not for this, but they yeah. they showed up for you know friends old and new alike. And and one of the things that we wrestled with the last two or three years as the numbers were lower mm-hmm. is the current church was ultimately a launching pad, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a church where a family might put down roots and stay for four decades mm-hmm. and then their kids the same. Mm-hmm. It was a launching pad. And that hurts because when you have when you have people who are interested in growth, 
then they're going to be positioned to be called and to be sent out. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. Mm-hmm. And so how many times do you want to put yourself, well, you just keep investing in the people and yeah. you just keep investing. Yeah. And the fact that so many came up, so many came back to say thanks to God that night, mm-hmm. but to tell the story of kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And that was what I thought was most important about that. It, you know, Gene's feelings don't really matter. In the, in the, <laughs> the end. But, you know, he, he felt this mission. Ultimately, he heard God say, you did what I asked you to do. Mm-hmm. And that night was confirmation of yeah. that. But, you know, people being launched out. You were one who was mm-hmm. launched before some of us. Yes. So you trod where we have to now tread. So <laughs> yes, yes. what wisdom do you have? What word did God give you for, for those yeah. of us who are, who are now in that position? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, I know what it's like to really be invested in, in a church. Like I said, like current, right? I felt like, again, till this day, current is like no other church. Like it just, I will say even with the current church that we go to now, there's just there's nothing like current church, right? Like the genuineness there, um, the boldness. I feel like there's a boldness, um, the willingness to kind of go outside the structure um, of a normal church service. Um, I think all that really, really resonated with me. And I think I don't know if it was again, like I say, it was probably the time um, as well. But it just was something that stuck with me. So whenever we, Kendra and I, chose to leave current, which um, we decided because we were living in Columbus at the time. Yeah. It was just hard, you know, like hard to be outside of the community where you're going to church yeah. because then you're trying to catch up on a Sunday when really you're trying to worship um, and try to try to like allow the Lord to kind of enter in and then you're trying to catch up. Right. So we just felt like we really wanted to be involved. And like you said, sent out to our community that we were, that we were living in. And so with that, we, you know, we found a church, but with me, like I get invested so easily because of like the ability to run sound and mm-hmm. to be able to want to help and serve. And so we got, we got invested in the church we're currently going to, but it just, that's the thing is it's, it's just not the same. And so what I felt after leaving current was almost a dissatisfaction that I wasn't getting. And at that time I was wanting the, the music. I was wanting the bold, uh, preaching. Yeah. I was wanting probably in my mind at that time, I was probably wanting the tattoos. I was wanting the, you know, I was wanting the same vibe and same look, same everything. And I think at that time, I just, I came to a conclusion when I texted you, I was like, I'm looking for all the wrong things mm. and all the, definitely all the wrong places. Like, I feel like I'm looking for everything within the church mm. when I should really be searching for the Lord. I should be digging deep uh, in my faith. I should be praying more. I should be um, reading the word more instead of trying to find my joy and um, satisfaction in the church, which I'm not saying that we shouldn't be connected. I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to church. I'm just saying that when you put your foundation or you put your faith into the church, instead of putting it into God, then ultimately you can find yourself being dissatisfied. You can find yourself kind of getting hurt or clinging on those moments that end up failing you, right? Because we know that, like, that just happens. And so then it's like, it's easy for you to say, I'm just going to leave, yeah. you know? Like, I'm going to go find something else. And you continually do that. You just keep looking for that, right? Um, what current is or whatever that is to whoever, you know, what they're looking for. And so I think I, even from listening to Gene's podcast after the fact, like, I just think that, like, if your church isn't giving you what you're looking for, then why not try to invest 
like or be more within the church mm-hmm. um that that church that you're at or like you know definitely pray and make sure that you're where you're supposed to be and let god like tell you those things but at the same time like if you feel like even after that like you know that the lord's wanting you here at, a, at the church you're at and you still feel dissatisfied then ask yourself are you putting yourself like are you allowing yourself to invest and try to fill those gaps um, that you know you're missing. And and I think that was the biggest thing for me is that it just clicked one day. Like, it's not always going to be great. And I realized looking back that, like, there was probably times at Current that something was said that I was dissatisfied with. But because I was so enamored yeah. with where I was at and what was going on, I just probably didn't see those things. Um, now it's more or less like those things aren't there and I'm quick to let those things that are, are not satisfying me make me try to f- like fall away. Right. And that's, a, it can be a dangerous slope because then you start blaming God or, you know, yeah. you start doing things you shouldn't be doing. So I think that we need to really rely on God and put our faith in God, um, to show us where we need to be. And then again, if you're dissatisfied with where you're at, um, as far as the church goes, ask yourself if you should, if you should be trying to fill those gaps. I think, I feel like at current gene always challenged us. Like we talked about, well, programs, right. We talked about for kids because like, that's one thing that lately, actually, I think feel like God's really been talking to me. Some friends of ours have been kind of dissatisfied with the church they're going to because there's not really anything for their children. Mm-hmm. And so that was another thing that Kendra and I had to deal with, like leaving the church was yeah. that we really, it's not just about me and her anymore. Yeah. We're looking for our children and, trying to figure out where we need to be um, to cater to not only us, but them. And so they were trying to find, you know, a place that was helping them. Because it was, at the end of the day, yes, like we need to be there for our children. Like we need to make sure that at home we're teaching and preaching and praying and getting in the word with them. Of course, it's it's the parents' duty. Um, but if you're then going to a church and your kids are just sitting in the service with you and not getting anything out of it, that that can be a problem too. So I just feel like you need to ask yourself, what are you putting into the church? Mm -hmm. So like, if there's something that's going on where you're not getting kids service, ask yourself, like, do you feel called to start a program for kids? You know, like Gene always challenges us. Like if we feel like it needs to be done, then you need to ask yourself, are you the one to lead it? Yeah. If you have that burden, there might be a reason. Maybe, right. You know, I don't know. So I just think that that goes in a lot of ways. And I know it's hard to find a church after you've left something, I feel like we can all jointly say that current was an amazing thing and it's great. And, but it's so challenging going from something like that and then going to another church because you, you tend to compare oh, yeah. without wanting to, but you do. And that's hard because like a lot of times you won't be satisfied because they're just not the same. They're not going to ever be the same. And so I just say, you know, obviously pray, be in the scripture, figure out where you should be, where God's calling you to be, because he's going to put you somewhere where you can serve and you can be vital for that, that body. And then if you're still struggling, um, I would really figure out like if there's something that God's calling you to do to fill those gaps, because I think God will. And for me, you know, I, I, we struggled really hard with the, you know, the current church that we're at, like, it was just, we kind of went back and forth and then COVID comes, right? And it's like, oh, well, we have kids and like, it's us. And so like, what do we do with that? And I will probably say that through all of that, we continue, still continue to go to the church that we went to since we left current. Mm. And 
I think it's because we're not clinging on to everything that could possibly go wrong. You know, and then we're talking the pastors like have changed. There's been change of pastors. There's been a lot of structural differences that have happened in the church. We've stuck it through because we've tried to be vital where we can for God. So I don't know. I, I just felt like I don't know if everybody's dealing with the same thing as far as the people that are going to that are, have left current or trying to find that new location. Um, um, I know that there's probably some that probably aren't struggling too bad. They probably got connected in mm-hmm. really well with another church. But this message is hopefully for that one person that's you know at a church and dissatisfied yeah. or really trying to jump around. I don't know what you said. You were struggling trying to find a home location. Yeah, if I had a family, I would be more intentional about finding one place. Right now, I'm kind of serving where people need me mm-hmm. and. In my deepest, darkest recesses of of my humanity. So I think of two groups of people as you talk. I think of um, seeing kids who were were maybe unchurched and this was their encounter. Mm -hmm. And hopefully their faith. You know, the concept for this episode was for the the 30 people that were left churchless a year ago this weekend. But Mm -hmm. there are a lot of other people who maybe this could find their way into their ears who mm-hmm. had left current before mm-hmm. and were still disillusioned by what they found. I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. And so, you know, I, even now I pray for those people mm-hmm. or the, the overchurched. And I, and I would, I would classify myself as overchurched yeah. my entire life. Uh-huh. Actually that my childhood church was every Sunday, every Wednesday night and prayer meeting on Friday. And we were there and there was no children's mm-hmm. church. And so I was there and I was sitting there and liking it. And, mm-hmm. So I got to the point where when I plugged into current, finally, it current church didn't heal any of my wounds, but, mm-hmm. but God used current church and the approach mm-hmm. of the folks there to heal some wounds mm-hmm. and to grow me in ways and stretch me in ways I was not ever going to be stretched mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is church. Mm-hmm. No yeah. more of that getting up on Sunday morning. <laughs> and, and so the, the formula of the American church mm-hmm began to grow strangely dim. <laughs> yeah, I know. During, I my, that. during my decade at Current. Yeah. It ends. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't think I like that. Yeah. And maybe speak to those two groups. Somebody, maybe a, a seen kid or an unchurched yeah. who, who, who found God and they locked into the excitement of what Current and that's that's not going to be replicated for them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where are their roots and, mm-hmm. and and maybe speak to them and then maybe speak to me, prototypical person who kind of soured on the white American church in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say as far as the formula goes, I would agree. Like we went from obviously having, yeah, that typical church formula, right? To then going to current, not not having any structure or what, and, and I don't yeah. know necessarily that there wasn't any structure. You just didn't know what you're getting yourself into when you came to a current service. Like we even like at some point it changed the time from six to I think like in the morning yeah. at some point, and so it was kind of like, hey, we're just we're trying to figure out what's going to be good for for us, and that was fine. But then after leaving current, I went back into that formula. Yeah. Right. And that's where we currently go to. It's it's hard because, you know, that's hard, you know, and now you have multiple services that you can choose from, of course. Right. Like you can either go to a really early service where nobody's there and everybody's tired and <laughs> or you can go to like the midday service where that's generally where everybody lies and everybody sits like, you know, that's where everybody goes. Um, and then we obviously deal with 
the routine of coming. You yeah. sign your kids in, and then yeah. you take your kids to the kids' church, and then you get coffee because there's coffee, oh, yeah. and then you sit down. And then it, I mean, the, it's very much the same thing every Sunday. But you know, I, for me, man, it's it's just been about it's been about the subject, like what they're talking about in the moment, you know, the preaching and stuff, um, and then the, the the music. And again, it's not always been it's not always been great. You know, on either on either end, you know, there's not always a banger, you know, as far as every <laughs> Sunday goes and the, the music that could be hymns the whole time. You know, I don't. Yeah. It's just hard. You know, like it's hard to I would say definitely you want to experience as many churches as you can. And you'll know when you know, when you know that this is the place you should be. But and there's nothing else to say that it's just it's hard going from how current was to go into that formula. And getting back into it and the fear of being over church, like you're talking about. But, you know, I just know that even though the people fall into that, like people still believe primarily the same things. They still have the same heart as a lot of the people that are there at current. And so you're going to, you know, you get connected in and you get instilled in. You start making friends with people like uh, currently the, the guy I work for now is the is one of the guys that was at the church we currently go to. Mm-hmm. And he was actually at the time, he was the worship leader. So... Um, and now he's not. And okay. through that relationship, um, he started his own business as a videographer. And now I'm connected with him and I work for him full time. And so I just think through those relationships um, that you get, like, I know I can go to him for anything. Um, I know that and I know that we have, you know, study groups. We have, you know, community groups. We have um, devotional groups that we can get connected to with people, too. So, yeah, unless you go like in just try the things out you're never gonna be able to you're never gonna be able to fully understand where you should be i guess for us our experience was that we continually um struggled we did just be honest and through that struggle i feel like we just kept pushing it and keep kept saying like this is where we should be this is where we should be and through those relationships that we joined and started made it where that's where we needed to be and again continually there's there are sundays that we struggle there's you know there's times where like again through covid we struggled we felt like with that whole thing it was hard for us to bring our kids into those situations and stuff and so we didn't end up going to church we did online church for a long time um and then coming back, it was, you know, like, oh, it's almost like we're coming back to a new church again. So, sure, I don't know. It's so, you know, as far as speaking to you, like, I know, like you said, you're instilled kind of like with playing at churches. And I know that feeling, too, as well. But just diving into something, because otherwise it's just it's not going to happen, yeah. you know, and stuff. So and I, I'm sure you know that, of course. But again, it's it's hard whenever you had what you had. And it was so great. Well, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, no, but the, um, the consistent theme that I'm hearing here is, yeah. was your faith in the church or was your faith where it should be? Yeah. And it's not too late. If it, yeah. if it maybe was misplaced, yeah. it's not too late to grow that yeah. foundation yeah. And, and build that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, I really do feel like it's all about, you know, I almost question my relationship in a sense that, do I have a strong foundation do i have a strong relationship with god as much as i thought i did um when i left current because of my dissatisfaction and like the things that i was struggling with hard um 
And again, that's why I was talking about it. This is that slippery slope. Like you start, your faith ends up being in the church and in like the music or the sermon. Yeah. And then like you start to question whenever those things are, are not meeting up, you start to question kind of why you're going there. Yeah. And then you start to question, is my faith really that strong? You know, and stuff, and it becomes dangerous. And so I started doing that, but it was more or less like, well, what am I doing to fill those gaps? Am I... If the music's not great, what am I doing to contribute to the music being great? Mm-hmm. You know, or if the sound wasn't great, or because for a sound guy, you're always thinking oh, about yeah. that. It seems like I never turn that off. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, what am I doing yeah. to try to make that better? Instead of just saying, well, and sometimes you can just bury yourself in serving at other locations just to get yourself away from the satisfactory places. Like, I'm not going to be in the big, you know, main service because. The sound wasn't great, or the music's not what. I, man, they played a hymn. I didn't, no, that's not what I want. And so then you end up serving the kids or something like that. Yeah. You know, I've done that as well. So it's like, I just think that like you've got to ask yourself the things that you're dissatisfied with. Is it because you're putting your faith in the church, or is it because you're not like putting yourself into the church? I guess I don't know. I hope I'm getting through the way I yeah, wanted to get good. through. It's good stuff, and I won't keep you forever. I have one more question on this, and then maybe we'll get a Philobomb Life update. Okay. But, um, what year did you guys uh, step away from current? It was, it was like 2014, yeah, 2015. Right around the building move? It, uh, yeah, it was actually. Yeah. I think it was right after the building move because I helped build the stage yeah, uh, okay. and those kind of things. I helped um, get the sound kind of back. Serving to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Um, something we talked about toward the end quite a bit was the DNA of Current being dispersed. Yeah. Uh, when when G made the final announcement, the term he used was graduate. It's time for us to graduate. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. Yeah. There's unknown and there's growth and there's comfort zones that you're leaving. And But I keep coming back to that. Like, however many different churches now have Current DNA, I, I believe that God is using people. Mm-hmm. God is clearly using you. You yeah. you know, that was seven, eight years ago. Yeah, it's a long You're time. in a different place. I mean, you've built a house. You have three mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. What are things that you can point to in your own life that are bearing fruit right now that maybe stem from current DNA? <clears throat> I would definitely say my family. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, like my relationship with my kids. Like I said, you know, like when I talk about like your faith being in God and not in the church, I, I completely believe that that goes home as well. Yeah. And I feel like um, when I was talking about instilling um, in your kids, you know, because they're, they're going to come up and you want them to be grounded just like you are. And so, yeah, I think that like how I talk to my kids, how I am as a person, I think um, has been shaped and model because of my experience and my time at current. Um, I just, I know. And then what I, what I ask, like, basically, I mean, that's my family in a nutshell, but like, it is also like what I almost expect from like my ministry. It's like the ministry that I'm like, cause so Kenner and I have talked about for a long time to try to do a ministry of, out of our house and, mm-hmm. and basically just have worship, have a little bit of preaching. Um, but we want it to be centered within our house. And we've wanted to do that for so long. We built our house kind of in that mindset. Really? Yeah. Like we really kind of wanted this place that was kind of away from everything. Cause okay. we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. We're in the country and uh, we, we've always wanted the mentality of just inviting people. And we wanted 
the same style of just letting the Lord move and not allowing any kind of, I don't know, time frame, structure, really. I mean, like, we're not doing a service. We're just going to, it might be preaching first. It might be (laughs) songs. It might be somebody had planned preaching Mm -hmm. and then decided in the moment that, hey, the Lord's telling me to do this. And they completely moved from that, which is something Gene did a lot, um, which I thought was great. So I would say as far as bearing fruit goes, um, we have, like, it's such a fire in us, Ken and I, to do something like that. We haven't had an opportunity to do that quite yet um, or start that. Um, but that's something that we want to do and we're excited about doing. Um it's awesome. So, you know, I, when we do that, of course, we'll try to make that as public yeah. as possible for we'll anybody it, that would be want to be involved. Because yeah. that's not for just people that's in Columbus, yeah. where's where we, we're currently located. Um, that's for all people that would love to come and do that or come to be a part of that kind of worship style. So um, we want to just be relaxed. We want to kind of enjoy. We want to push into God and want to kind of bring burdens and hopefully be almost relieved from those burdens as well after as we leave. So I think we're excited about those things and those kind of, I think that's probably what's the biggest thing that's bared fruit from current is that I don't necessarily know if I had the experience at current, if I would feel bold enough sure. to do something like that or even try to do something like that. So I would say that, and I just, any encounter that I generally people have with me, I try to bring some of what the boldness and mm-hmm. some of the, Energy, I guess, is another way to put it too, that I got from current um, about my faith in God. Um, I try to, I try to challenge people too a little bit um, in a good way, I think, and just try to witness and try to be a child of God, that a certain you know servant of God that I can hopefully minister to people and try to see kind of what's their what's going through their life and hopefully pray for them and yeah, um, and that goes through like the church that I go through that goes through like. Our job, the the guy that I work for is a Christ-filled guy, and and so any kind of an encounter that we have um, at any moment, I just want to be ready and available for those kind of things. So those are the kind of things that have bear fruit kind of in my life and then also my wife's life as well. So I think so many of us could point to the boldness, whether we are conscious <laughs> of it. You know, I mean, uh, obviously Gene's a, a big personality and, mm-hmm. and kind of led the way in that. But, I mean, you know, even Tony Costa, who came along much later— mm-hmm taught me some things about boldness and just reliance on, you know, God, you know, we're the vessel. Yeah. Nothing is up to us. God's going to yeah. do the work. Uh, you're off social media. I am actually. So <laughs> the mic is yours for the next couple minutes. I, I'll cut you loose. But, yeah. Uh, you mentioned you, you moved into the house, the new job. Uh, give us the full uh, Philibom family of five updates. Okay. It's five, right? Uh, yes, it is five. So, yeah. so yeah. So like we're so we currently live in Columbus, Indiana. So we built a house just north of Jonesville, Indiana, and uh, yeah. So it's me and my wife. We met at Current. Uh, we married in 2012, and um, we started a family. So we have three kids. Um, Emily is uh, she's seven. She just turned seven in May, and uh, uh, Rebecca she is going to be five in July, July 1st coming up, and then Lucas will be three in October. So we had him in 2019 okay. and he's our our boy and we love him he has everybody knows him he has super curly blonde hair and so everybody like loves to touch his hair and stuff like that or whatever but yeah and i don't know i don't really know what else to say other than i don't know we're just excited 
to be used by God. And uh, we love life and we love, again, everything that Current brought to our family and um, everything that we're getting out of the church we're going to now. Yeah, and God good. is good. Yeah, I don't think I um, knew that you met Kendra at Current. I did. What do you remember? I mean, you know, probably what yeah. brought her to Current. So she, I think she had like some friends that um, had already. I mean, we had people come and go at Current yeah, all the time, sure. right? She had like some friends that just said, "Hey, like you should come out check this church out up in Franklin. It's it's a church that like you've never seen before, or whatever, <laughs> right? You know." And she comes, and it's exactly like that, right? And so, yeah, like so she was there and. Kind of a lot of times after current, you know, a lot of the a lot of the group the groups of people would go out to eat afterwards, whether it was Applebee's or whether it was Chili's or whatever it was. The and two places open in Franklin. Is <laughs> yes. yes, whatever we could do. So I think in that um, those outings, uh, that's when Ken and I met. We also talked a couple times. She was one of the ones that would come to the gear. Yeah, she was a photographer, and okay. so she would be one of the ones that would be um, at the the gear taking pictures of all the bands in the beginning. She'll probably hate, hate me for saying this, but obviously I don't know if everybody knows this, but there's a no man's land that we call it like out in the area where everybody stands to watch the bands. Right. There's this area where you know, not to be, or you're going to probably get kicked or like bumped or whatever. You're going to get hurt. And she was standing in no man's land where she should, and so as the sound guy, I just couldn't let it happen. I had to come up to her and I told her, I said, "You don't want to stand here." Like, and she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, you see these guys over here that are like stretching and getting ready. Uh, they're gonna do some dancing, and it's violent dancing, and you could get plowed over." So I told her, I was like, "You need you need to move out of that location." So she was very appreciative of that. And so through that, I just started hanging out. She was from, she's actually from Columbus originally. And she went to Columbus Christian down there. And, um, and so I started hanging out with her friends down there and, uh, 2012 came and we ended up getting married and kind of rest is history. But yeah, that's the best meet cute I've heard all day today. So, <laughs> well, if you're comfortable and I, I'm sure you are because you're bold, um, you know, it's been a year, but yeah. it's, it's still a little bit raw for some of us. Yes. If you wouldn't mind just, you know, praying for, um, not just the people from a year ago, but you know yeah. anybody who had, it was yeah. sent out, was launched out, or mm-hmm. fizzled out. Yes, for sure. Oh, Lord, thank you so much, so much for this opportunity to come on the podcast and talk with Jeremy about something I feel like I'm passionate about that I experienced. Um, I feel like that you've used me in this way to be able to um, reach out to those um, who are possibly going through the same thing that I went through. Um, God, you're an amazing God, and you have a plan for all of us, and we know that, God. Um, I I just pray that you would be with those that are struggling, Lord, that you would just help them to press in to you, God, and that help them to really seek you out, um, to dig into your word, pray a lot to you, and, and to seek you out, God. We thank you for just the ability to be able to lay our burdens at your feet, God. We thank you so much for your love and grace for forgiveness for our sins, God. And again, I just, I would love for this to to reach as many people as it can. Not again, just not to the people that are currently looking, but anybody that have been looking for a long period of time or possibly thinking about leaving their church and um, finding another church. I hope and pray that 
your love will enter in and that you will be sought after God and that you will be glorified in all that we do, God. God, I just love you and praise you and thank you so much again for this opportunity to come and talk and to express my feelings about your love for us, God. It's in we pray. Amen. listening to Big C, Little C, theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C, Little C.